Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and I am your host today. Uh, we are supposed to be in episode 30 point, I'm sorry, 60.5, but I missed yesterday because I got caught up doing holiday stuff and trying to get ahead of the game. So uh, today I'm going to double up. We're going to do 60.4 and 60.5, which are chapters uh, 34 and 35 in Genesis. So I will not delay. I won't uh, drag out. Um, we'll go ahead and pray like we always do, and then we'll dive in and start reading. So, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Holy God, we come to you so grateful, so thankful. You are our provider, you are our healer, and you are there for us in every second of the day. And we are so thankful for that. We know that this is not about us, it's all about you. And we know that we have to put everything in your hands to be taken care of. So we're just grateful that you are in charge and that we don't have to worry about anything. We're most thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect and spotless blood on our, that has given us the gift of salvation. And we're just so thankful that he was obedient to you and did exactly what you, he was supposed to do. And we have comfort and um, just the confidence of being able to know, know, know that we have the gift of forgiveness because of his blood. Lord, we love you. We praise your holy name and we are grateful for all that you do down from the little things all the way to the big things. Uh, I don't know how you're working in other people's lives, but you are definitely working some interesting things in my life. So thank you for being present. Lord, I'm thankful for those out there listening or watching. I pray blessings over them, their families, their friends. Keep them all healthy during this holiday season and always. And um, watch over them and whatever their needs are. Uh, I just pray that you bless them. We invite you into this time in your word, Lord. Uh, anoint it and reveal to us what you would like us to learn. And uh, Lord, just, uh, just put a covering over all that we do, all that we say. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's start reading. <clears throat> I'm going to read through both chapters and then we'll kind of do some highlights. So this is sort of a little bit of history. Again, I mean, the whole book is a history, but obviously. Um, so let's go ahead and read. Revenge Against Shechem. One day, Dinah, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince, Shechem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw Dinah, he seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her, and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He, tried to, he said to his father, Hamor, get me this young girl, I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah. But since his sons were out in the field herding his livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamor, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they had heard as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. 
Shechem had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never be done. No kidding. Hamor tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. My son Shechem is truly in love with your daughter, he said. Please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons, and we will give you our daughters for your sons, and you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us, and feel free to buy property in the area. <clears throat> then Shechem himself spoke to Dinah's father and brothers. Please be kind to me and let me marry her, he begged. I will give you whatever you ask, no matter what dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had defiled their sister, Dinah, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem and his father, Hamor. They said to them, we couldn't possibly allow this because you're not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But here is a solution. If every man among you will be circumcised like we are, then we will give you our daughters and we'll take your daughters for ourselves. We will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take her and be on our way. Hamor and his sons Shechem agreed to their proposal. Shechem wasted no time in acting on this request for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shechem was a highly respected member of his family, and he went with his father, Hamor, to present this proposal to the leaders at the town gate. Then, I'm sorry, these men are our friends, they said. Let's invite them to live here among us and trade freely. Look, the land is large enough to hold them. We can take their daughters and his wives and let them marry ours, but they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all our men are circumcised just as they are. But if we do this, all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours. Come, let us agree, let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us. So all the men in the town council agreed with Hamor and Shechem and every male in the town was circumcised. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, who were Dinah's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there, including Hamor and his son Shechem. They killed them with their swords, then took Dinah from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived. Finding the men slaughtered, they plundered the town because their sister had been defiled. They seized all the flocks and herds and donkeys, everything they could lay their hands on, both inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took all their little children and wives and led them away as captives. Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have ruined me. You've made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites. We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined and my entire household will be wiped out. But why should we let him treat our sister like a prostitute? They retorted angrily. Jacob's return to Bethel. Bethel. Then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. 
So Jacob told everyone in his household, get, ri get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourselves, and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the God who answers my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So then Jacob, so they gave all, Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of that area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel, in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel, because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse, Deborah, died. She was buried beneath the old tree in the valley below Bethel. Ever since the tree has been called Elon Bakuth, which means Oak of Weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Padam Aram, uh, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob said, Jacob set up a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Then he poured wine over it in an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. The deaths of Rachel and Isaac. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath, but, Jake, but Rachel went into labor while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, don't be afraid, you have another son. Rachel was about to die, but with her last breath, she named the baby Ben-Oni, Oni, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. That's interesting. I'm going to highlight that real quick. Sorry. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah was talking about Bethlehem this weekend. Why Bethlehem? Anyway, that's another story. Then Jacob traveled on and camped beyond Migdal Eder. While he was living there, Reuben had intercourse with Billah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. I don't know what that has anything to do with it, but I'm sure it's got something. I don't think Reuben should have been doing that. These are the names of the 12 sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, Simeon, Levi, Judah, 
Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, were Gad and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padam Aram. So Jacob returned to his father Isaac in Mamre, which is near Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners. Isaac lived for 180 years. Then he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. All right, well, let's go back. I have a few things highlighted. Um, first of all, I highlighted verse 1 in chapter 34. One day Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and Leah went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. So she was off to do that. Shechem, uh, son of Hamor, seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her which is very weird. And then the weird thing is he's trying to get her to marry her, to win her over with affection and tender words. I'm sorry. I, I would have a hard time with that if it was me. <laughs> I'm sure every other woman feels exactly the same way. Uh, soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his, do but his sons were out in the fields. Hamor, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob, Jacob's sons came back as soon as they heard, and they were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped, which is right. I mean, that's what brothers should be. They should be there to protect. Uh, then they popped down to 11. Shechem himself spoke to Dinah's father and bro brothers, please be kind to me. I mean, what a nut job. Really crazy. Please be kind to me after I've raped your daughter, your sister or daughter and took her in, stole her. Please be kind to me, he begged. Uh, no matter what the dowry I, I, or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had defiled their sister, Dinah, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem. We couldn't possibly allow this because you're not circumcised. Here's the solution. Every man among you will be circumcised like we are, and then we will give you our daughters, and you will give us your daughters, to marry. Hamor and his son uh, Shechem agreed to their proposal. Uh, Shechem was a highly respected member of his family. Uh, he went with his father to present the proposal to the leaders. Uh, in 21, they say, these men are our friends. Um, you know, he's telling them the story. They'll, they'll take our daughters. Uh, we'll take their daughters. But they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all of our men are circumcised just as they are. But if we do this, we're going to get everything. We're going to get the whole shebang, all their cattle, their livestock, their possessions. So the men agreed because they were greedy. And then three days later, of course, they agreed to it. They got circumcised. In 25, uh, three days later, uh, Simeon and Levi who were Dinah's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there, including Hamor and his son Shechem. They killed them with their swords, then took Dinah from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Okay, that can only be a God thing, that two men against a whole 
you know, town, city, whatever it is. So they, you know, they went, you know, house to house, probably just slitting throats, I'm thinking. And it was just crazy. Uh, but of course, those men were down for the count because they were still sore from, you know, I'm sure they don't have, didn't have Advil back then. So uh, anyway, so then we go down to 27. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived and they saw the slaughtered men. They plundered the town because their sister had been defiled. So I guess this was like payback. Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you've ruined me. You've made me stink among all these people. You were, you know, deceitful and you went behind my back and you went behind their back. You've made me stink among all these people, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites. We are so few that they are going to join forces and crush us. I'll be ruined and my entire household will be wiped out. And they're like, well, why should we let them treat our sister like a prostitute? We're not going to stand here for this. It's crazy. So going into chapter 35, then God says to Jacob, God's speaking to him, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your, from your brother Esau. So Jacob told everyone in the household, get rid of all your pagan idols Purify yourselves and put on clean clothing. So they did, you know, uh, I'm going to build an altar for God who answers my prayers when I'm in distress. And he's been there with me wherever I have gone. I don't know why I didn't highlight that, but that's kind of important. So I'm going to highlight it now. Three is kind of important. Because God has been with him, you know, the whole, the whole way. You know, he protected him from Esau, gave him the blessing. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he blessed and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over all the people in all the towns of that area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. So God, again, is protecting Jacob and his family, um, even though Jacob's thinking, we're going to be slaughtered because of this. And then... Um, Uh, Rebecca's old nurse Deborah dies uh, back up in nine now that Jacob had returned from Padan Aram God appeared to him again at Bethel God blessed him saying your name is Jacob uh, your name you're not going to be called Jacob any longer from now on you're going to be called Israel and then God says I am El Shaddai God Almighty be fruitful and multiply you will become a great nation e even many nations Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob sets up a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. They call it Bethel, which is also Bethlehem, which is where Jesus was born. So this, you know, this is how Jesus shows up in the Old Testament. You know, this is, this is this is all leading up to it. This is, you know, showing that this is his lineage and this is where he comes from. Uh, so the deaths of Rachel and Isaac. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on to Ephrath. Ja uh, Rachel goes into labor. She has a hard labor. Um, but the nurse says, don't be afraid. You have another son. And in her last breath, she calls him Ben-Oni which means son of my sorrow, but then uh, the baby's father, which is funny, they don't call him Jacob, they call him the baby's father, uh, calls him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is 
Bethlehem. So, um, and then Jacob sets up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. 21, 22. While he was living there, Reuben had, this is another thing. Reuben has intercourse with Billah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know why Reuben, the oldest son of Leah, would have sex with Jacob's uh, concubine. I don't know, but he did. I don't know if that's allowed or not, but because I don't know the laws. But all right, so these are the names of the twelve sons of Jacob, which are the twelve tribes of Israel. The sons of Leah were Reuben. Jacob's oldest son, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Uh, Levi, I believe, becomes the head of the priests, the Levites. They're all priests. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph becomes big time, you know, uh, leader in, you know, he becomes, well, we all know. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Sorry. Um Sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servants, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servants, were Gad and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padan Aram. So Jacob returned to his father, Isaac, in Mamre, which is near Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners. Isaac lived for 180 years. Then he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So they're still on good terms, it sounds like to me, Jacob and Esau, which is a good thing. So that's it for today. I know this went really long, but we got two chapters in. You can break it up if you want to, if you can't listen to both of them at the same time. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, so... Um, I don't really have a takeaway except for the fact that, you know, God is with us and that's what he says, you know, and he's, and he's, you know, leading Jacob every step of the way. He's giving them the information. They have an ongoing relationship and that is what he wants. He wants us to have a relationship with him. So that being said, if you don't have a relationship and you have not made Jesus Lord of your life, this is your moment. If you feel like you should and you feel like God is calling you and you just haven't done it, this is your moment. And I will always say the prayer of salvation with you. So let's pray that prayer. And if you're already a believer, uh, you can say it too. Um, I say it every day just to reaffirm. So, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Holy God, I come to you and I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the family of Jesus Christ. You are now a sister or brother in Christ. So uh, we strongly suggest, uh, you don't have to, but you know, you want to mark it down somewhere. 
but mark it in your Bible. You know, if it's today's reading, we're doing the New Living Translation. This is the Bible that we use. Um, mark it in your Bible. This is your birthday, your new birthday in Christ. So it's exciting. Tell somebody. Uh, they'll pray over you, I'm sure. But also get to a church or a pastor and uh, have them help you answer any questions you may have. But they'll sort of guide you in the right direction. Pray, pray, pray all the time. Uh, find out what God's wanting you to do. Join a ministry. Start a Bible study. Whatever it is that God's calling you to do. Volunteer. And just go do it. Um, that's uh, basically what God wants you to do. Is start living for, for Him. So That's it for today. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, Jeremiah and I will be together. He was on vacation, so I'm not sure if he's back or not. But we'll see how that's going to work out tomorrow. i got to text him and find out. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know what time of day this is that you're doing this, morning, noon, or night, but I'm just glad that you were able to join me today in this reading. Uh, it's always exciting reading something new about uh, the history of the Israelites, in my opinion. So, uh, But anyway, have a blessed day, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care. God bless.